You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of thunderquack.com. You can get it early every Tuesday morning on patreon.com slash thunderquack or you can wait and get it late every friday on podcast services across the galaxy i am one of your hosts michael cohen and i'm your other host amanda conkin uh and i you know i say every tuesday but like we take a week off every few weeks but that's all right you guys know that everything's fine it's fine Happy uh, May, though. This is our first one in May. Is right? This is our first one in May. Happy May. Yeah. Uh, we should... You made it. You made it. You made it five months into the year. <laughs> yeah. That's well... almost, you're almost halfway there. Good job. <laughs> you, 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 but you have uh, lived through five years in those five months. <laughs> Essentially. Um, yes. Uh, really just in the last two. Um, the world is still a little bit nuts, but uh, uh, we're gonna try and distract you guys. Unless you, unless you are one of our uh, uncut subscribers over on Patreon.com/slash/Thunderquack, and you get the uh, the full version of the episode. In which case, we're gonna simultaneously bum you out and lift you up. <laughs> yeah. uh, in that after the music uh at the end of the episode but uh but hey you gotta pay extra for that privilege all right to to be Um, bummed out yeah to be bummed out and lifted up at the same time i think that i think we did both in equal measure simultaneously um but uh but but let's uh (laughs) we're gonna do two things in this episode we're gonna talk about the ridiculousness of amc theaters and what's been going on with them uh, in the news for the last couple of weeks. And then we are going to watch the first 47 minutes and 53 seconds of Avengers Endgame uh, as a watch along. So uh, what what's going to happen is I, I, you guys are going to, we're going to do this over the next three weeks. Um, I, I've, I've cut it into three parts. Um, and then in the fourth week, when we take our week off, I'm actually going to take those three watch alongs, stitch them together so that there's a, a, a separate audio file. That's just a commentary track that goes through the whole movie. So know that going into the second half of the episode, um, that, that, that might happen. That, sorry, not that that's going to happen. So if you don't want to necessarily listen this week, you just wait a few weeks and then watch the whole thing all at once. But, um, we're basically breaking it up into the three movies that it actually is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the three movies Which, in one. And the thing is, I may or may not have forgotten what we were podcasting about this week, as I am wont to do. Mm. Um, and I did literally just watch the last part of Endgame this weekend because I just felt like it. And it's like a good movie in and of itself. Like, it's okay because right from- I've watched the movie three times, all the way through, three times since quarantine started. So, <laughs> well, there you um, go. yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's very fresh in our. It's it's very fresh. I don't mind. know how many times I've watched Endgame. Like I lost count sometime oh, wow. when it released on digital. Nice. Like, I the just, I just only watch it movie. All the, time. 
The only movie that I really, well, no, that's not true. I watch a lot of movies over and over again. But I will say the movie that I can without a doubt say that I've watched the most in my life is Return of the Jedi. But I have zero idea how many times I've watched it, nor what movie would be the second runner. Mm. Like, I have no concept of what the second most watched movie it is. Like, I want to say it's probably something like Ever After, because I love Ever After. I've watched it so many times. But um, I watched Return of the Jedi again this weekend, and I just was like, I love this movie. Uh, We watched watched The Phantom Menace on Star Wars Day uh, last week for uh, uh, Kara's first time. She hadn't seen The Phantom Menace. And uh, I, it was interesting. It was interesting to watch it with an actual three-year-old because there's a lot of people yeah. who say that things like Jar Jar are for kids. And she definitely likes Jar Jar. But um, I, it's funny because she's watched a fair amount of Clone Wars, particularly the last season, uh, as I was watching it. Uh, and uh, I, <laughs> two things were very apparent. She knows who Darth Maul is more than anybody else from the prequels. <laughs> um, nice. And I, uh, and she kept asking, "When is Ray gonna show up?" <laughs> and I'm so like, cool. "In sixty years, <laughs> not for a while." From from Phantom Menace, it's sixty years later. It's actually sixty and some change, I think. But yeah, uh, yeah I it was a bit of a bummer because she's seen the the sequels. She's seen all yeah. three of them multiple times. But um, the original trilogy, she's only seen each one once, and then she doesn't watch the prequels. And this was, this was, uh, I, I, I don't know, I, I made necessary when she watched a scene from uh, Revenge of the Sith. I may have talked about this recently on a podcast, um, and uh, and thought that Anakin Skywalker was Luke. Um, did Hello. I tell did I tell you about this? No, this is new. She came home from from her grandparents and was like, "I watched Star Wars with Grandpa," and I was like, "Did you now? Which one?" <laughs> because you don't watch Star Wars movies with my kid before I've watched them. It's, it's <laughs> kind of not cool. Um, but uh, anyways, um, she's like, uh, "I'm like, who's in it?" And she's like, "Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia." And I was like, what was happening? Yeah. And she's like, well, Luke was turning to the dark side and he oh. killed Princess Leia. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Luke turned to the dark side and then Princess Leia died. I'm like, that's... No, that doesn't happen at all. That's very confusing. What movie are you thinking of? And then we eventually got, got to the heart of it, which was that... As I said, she can't tell the difference between Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker. They are both white men with <laughs> longish hair and lightsabers. Um, yeah. And so she Fair. she was talking about Revenge of the Sith, where yeah. Anakin kills Padme. Um, and the way that we figured it out is that I was like, who else was there? Because I thought that she was talking about she was confused about the end of The Last Jedi. Because Luke shows up at the end of that movie in mostly black and goes out and fights Kylo Ren. And it's kind of, it's oh, right, yeah, yeah. to a three-year-old, I'm like, maybe this could be misconstrued. Um, because that's the only one where I'm thinking like, well, Luke fights and he could be evil and he talks to Leia, right? Um, right. So, trying to figure this out. And I'm like, who else was there? And, she, and eventually we got R2-D2 was also oh, there. Right. And then the other boy. 
And then the other boy came and I was like, and that's where I was like, Kylo Ren is the other boy. Like, are you talking about the last Jedi? Is, is this what happened? And she's like, no, that's not right. And she's like, Luke Skywalker killed princess Leia. And I was like, that doesn't happen in the last Jedi. And that's when I went, was the other boy, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And she goes, yeah. Cause she knows who Obi-Wan is because she has to. Um, Cause there are the effigies of the, of in my household. home. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. impossible not to. Uh, and she, she's like, yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi was there. And I was like, okay. And then I brought it up and showed it to her, showed her the scene. And I'm like, is this what you were talking about? And it was the end of revenge of the Sith. So, yeah. um, which wasn't cool. Cause she hadn't seen that. And it was like, why are you showing my kid the end of revenge of the Sith? A not age appropriate for a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, not that I'm not going to show it to her, but when I do, I'm going, she will have watched the rest of it. And then I will be there to talk to her about it and say like, this is going to get really scary and dark and you know, like bad stuff is going to happen. Um, but just throwing a kid into the deep end of the last act of revenge of the Sith is, uh, just, just not the way it's done, but that's okay. Um, maybe he thought you'd seen it already because, I, just, I don't think that he thought about it at all. Yeah, I think well, that he fair. was just watching it and she came in and it was on. Um, that's fair. But uh, yeah, I, uh, most people don't think of Star Wars as being as precious as we do <laughs> and probably most of our listeners. But I think that the average human being just thinks of them as, um, uh, what's the word for it? Oh, movies. <laughs> yeah. just movies. I don't I had this really weird, like like feeling the other day where when I was watching return of the Jedi and it just like made me happy as it does. And it just, it's been weird being home and being like a full grown, like what I turned, what 34, I think. Oh God. Anyways. So I like had a birthday where I'm not of an insignificant age and to see my dad just laugh when he looks at me, like I like my sister, (laughs) if my sister comes by and we like, we're sitting outside and I was like, oh, we could play a game. And so I'm just there like setting up the game. And my dad just like looks over because nobody's around. Like nobody has like come to like sit down to be like, yes, we're going to play this game. And I'm just like setting it up by myself. <laughs> and he just like looks over and he just like shakes his head. He's like, you just like are like a little kid. And I'm like, yes, because there's things that I love. And then I was thinking about that, about Return of the Jedi. I'm just sitting there like eating my popcorn and my mom is there watching it with me. And my dad's doing his puddle, puzzle. He doesn't really care. But I'm like, this <laughs> makes me so happy. And I'm like, there are people that just haven't watched return of the jedi ever and just don't love this movie and it made me sad that there are people that don't love star wars anyways because i think that it's important to have things that you love i think and i just like yeah i I think more than that there are people who just deny themselves joy yeah. Right. Yeah. And, like, why and would you do that to yourself? Star Wars is definitely one of those things that, like, I hear people go, like, "Yeah, I don't watch Star Wars movies, or I don't watch those Marvel movies," and I'm like, "So you are averse to fun?" And then <laughs> yeah. when they try and tell me, like, "Yeah, well, I just don't find them fun," I'm like, "Cool. So there's a part of your soul that's just missing," <laughs> because, like, I don't think that it's a stretch to say that star Wars and the Marvel movies are pretty universally adored, right? Like there's something more than just like, Hey, they're pretty good flicks, right? Like there, there's a, there's a, a, a sociological psychological element to, to 
storytelling like that to to hero's journey and stuff like that that like it connects with us on a deeper level than just a good movie because like hey there are lots of movies that i like that are just good movies top gun is just a good movie right uh i I love top gun but it's just a good movie like it doesn't like top gun doesn't like speak to me on like a a a deep psychological level it's just like f-15s are cool tom cruise is a great actor uh there's some pretty sexy scenes in it uh it's and it's got a great score like it's it's a good movie right but like star wars is when it's at its best like star wars is transcendent right well the movie we're going to talk about later Endgame. when we get to in 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 two more weeks when we get to the portal scene like that that scene is not a cool moment in a movie that scene like transforms your state of being if you're in the right frame of mind right Right. like it's 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 transcendence the best word for it like it's a it's for me it's akin to a religious experience right and it's why I've watched the movie so many times and it's why I do watch the movies that I watch and why I enjoy the type of content that I enjoy. And that's going to like mileage is going to vary, but at least most people are going to enjoy it. Right. But those people who choose not to, the people who choose to be too cool to throw a Frisbee, right? <laughs> like yeah. it's like, I could name like a hundred things where it's like, like like uh uh not eating ice cream <laughs> right right yeah, like yeah, yeah, there yeah, are yeah. so many things in life that i and everybody does it and i'm guilty of it too from time to time i was just thinking the other day because because the weather switched over from uh being dreary and raining and cold in vancouver to all of a sudden being 28 degrees and so it was like, okay, I got to go under the bed into the storage and, and pull out all my shorts. Um, and I did. And I put my shorts on for the first time this year and was, and as I do every year, I'm reminded of the, the phase that I went through from about the eighth grade until I was 22, where I didn't wear shorts. I just didn't wear shorts because I okay. thought that it was lame to wear shorts. Huh. So wow. living in Penticton in 34 degree heat, I just wore jeans. In fact, there was a year where I thought jeans were so like uh, common that I just wouldn't wear jeans. So all I wore was khakis for a whole year. I didn't wear I didn't own a single pair of jeans. Ooh. Like wow. that's and interesting. That, this is this is stupid. <laughs> These are dumb behaviors. <laughs> Because it's hot outside and putting on shorts and being like, oh, I get to wear shorts now. I was denying myself that pleasure of like the changing season because somehow I got it in my brain that it didn't look cool to wear shorts. Um, Somebody probably said something about me having chicken legs or something like that. And I probably took it way too seriously and cared way too much about what they thought. And so it was like trying to hide um, hide the fact that I was incredibly skinny. Um, right. I don't think I was fooling anybody, but I, yeah, now I'm like, like it was stupid. I was stupid teenager. Like, I just want to go back in time, smack myself in the face. But, uh, uh, yeah. So it, it, people do it all the time. And when you catch yourself doing it, I think you just need to let go of it and right. just, 
have fun, just enjoy. But, uh, you know, I get like for your dad, it's probably doing that puzzle. Yeah. Which like I yeah. look at, I like, and his garden. Yeah. What are you going to like? Yeah. Garden. There's, that's a great example of something that like I look yeah. at and I go like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But my dad loves that's it, dirt. man. I mean, that's, but his, that's dirt like, your hands are covered it, in right it's now. It's really cute. There's like a little pole out in the backyard with a little tag on it that says Paul. And because that's the specific like flower or whatever he got from his cousin. And so he's just like, has it labeled so he knows how it grows. And it's just really cute. <laughs> So, you know, find what gives you joy and just yeah. like do that, like without taking crap from nobody. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Uh, speaking of not taking any crap, uh, let's let's talk about this uh, this bit of news with AMC. So a couple <laughs> weeks ago, when was this posted? April 28th. Um, I'm, I'm pulling this stuff from an article on The Verge by uh, Julia Alexander. Um, so uh, Universal... Uh, made an announcement that they were gonna uh, or actually sorry no the thing that they the 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 thing that spurned all of this was universal announcing that trolls world tour made a hundred nearly a hundred million dollars in revenue through digital sales alone and right. more than five million copies sold right. um yeah which when we look at, at the numbers of that, it actually like it indicates that Trolls World Tour did better being released digitally than it would have had it been released traditionally in theaters, uh, the way that it was supposed to be. It 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 ended up pulling in revenue way ahead of what it was tracking, and way more people saw it because five million copies sold. Uh, if you if you consider the average family being what three or four people, right? Yeah, like you're multiplying five million by four, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're talking about twenty. Yeah. Like that's that's a great opening. That's a that's a phenomenal yeah. opening. Um, yeah. And when you translate that to individual ticket sales, like it's it, it in terms of like engagement and reach, it's it's a way better opening than they could have hoped for for a sequel to a movie that did kind of OK when it right. opened. Yeah, because um, yeah. Trolls was was fine. It had a good opening. It's a kid's movie, which yeah. they tend to be pretty safe. But it's not like it set the world on fire. It's not Frozen or Toy Story. Right. Right. Um, or even like the Lego movie or something like that, right? Like it, it, it did good, and it's a good movie. They're both good movies, but but like it destroyed, um, and it was the it was the experiment. It was the like let's see if this is gonna work. And this is something that the studios have been toying with, um, and something that theater owners I think have been worried about for probably the last five or six years as digital distribution methods have become more and more prevalent and easier to use and, and access. Um, and it was just there, like, I think the world was just kind of waiting for an excuse but, yeah. to I've shift over to this I've been talking about this for so long. I've been talking yeah. about this for eons, I feel like on a couple podcasts already. So, yeah. so universal makes this announcement and in a very positive way, they're like, Hey, this is awesome. And like, like good on universal. I, I, they took a risk and they released their movie this way, not knowing if it was going to pan out for them or if it was going to end up costing them money. Um, but, uh, being, I think fairly confident when they did it, that that this was going to be a, a a net win for them. Um, 
but yeah, like they, they have shareholders and they absolutely have every right to come out and tell their shareholders, hey, that thing we just gambled on paid off pretty well. Yeah. We might want to look at this in the future. Um, yeah. And as a result, a bunch of different stuff has basically moved to VOD. Um, the most notable release coming up is uh, actually uh, next week. Uh, WB is going to be releasing Scoob, which is the oh, right. Scooby-Doo yeah, yeah. prequel uh, uh, animated movie that uh, I was set to come out in theaters and is instead going to be, uh, 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 I think they call it home premiere now right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. in yeah. home premiere or something like that. Um, and Hey, like we were there day one for trolls world tour and we're going to be there day one for Scoob because I wanted to see that movie anyways. I wanted to see both yeah. of these movies anyways. So like, yeah, let's watch them at home and make a night of it and have some popcorn and, and whatever. And it's right? so like, like people are, the audience is there. Like yeah. you're, that's what capitalism is. Give exactly. Exactly. So, want. so yeah. universal has basically fired the first shot in this. Uh, if it was even a shot, they just kind of fired a shot into the air at no one in particular. They were just Yosemite Sam excited about their success yeah. and went, Hey, look at us. And I, I, <laughs> I, who is it? What's his name? Adam Aaron. Uh, who is the the chair CEO of AMC Theaters, which is a major chain uh, in in the U.S., uh, Europe, and, and the Middle East, uh, came out and said, <laughs> this is so good, uh, it is disappointing to us, but Jeff's comments as to Universal's unilateral actions and intentions have left us with no choice. Therefore, effective immediately, AMC will no longer play any Universal movies in any of our theaters in the United States, Europe, or the Middle East. I'm going to pause there in the quote because this is a totally empty threat. Their theaters are all closed right now. Yeah, like, like, you're like, you can't come eat in my restaurant. I don't like the way you look. Well, I don't care because your restaurant's not open to the public right now. So say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Um, And, and like, this is such a weird reaction because uh, Jeff shell, who is the one that who came out and, and and he's the NBC universal CEO who like kind of made these, these announcements. um, He said like, as soon as theaters reopen, we expect to release movies on both formats. Right. Like, which yeah. is like a it's it's like let's give the consumers the choice, right? Yeah. Um, and and uh, like that's that's not it's that is threatening, but not a threat to AMC. I would say, as opposed to what AMC has fired back with, I uh, uh, he continues. Um, this policy affects any and all universal movies per se goes into effect today. And as our theaters reopen and is not some hollow or ill considered threat. Uh, incidentally, this policy is not aimed solely at universal out of peak or to be punitive in any way. It also extends to any movie maker who unilaterally abandons current windowing practices, absent Mm -hmm. good faith negotiations between us so that they as distributor and we as exhibitor both benefit and neither are hurt from such exchange, such changes. Here's the thing. I, I, what was his name again? Uh, something Aaron. I, I, Adam Aaron. I, Adam, buddy, NBC Universal didn't say they were doing something. 
they said they expect to release movies on both formats. That means that they haven't made decisions. It means that they're definitely leaning in a direction, which means that it's not time to, to like start, you know, leveling your, your musket at them and, and making threats. It's time to call up NBC universal and say, Hey guys, if, if you're going to go through with this, let's figure out how this works for everybody. Um, which is, how all of the other movie theater chains reacted. I guarantee right. because nobody else came out and lost it in the mm-hmm. way that, that AMC did. Um, and the reaction from everybody online, I thought that this was going to be like a, a very two sided argument and people would be fighting about it. Um, what I saw in the days after this was everybody being like, wow, AMC's dumb. <laughs> um we actually want this we want the choice um and 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 one of the biggest things is and it's in this article it's like there this is totally hollow because there is no way that amc is gonna miss out on furious fast and furious nine when it comes out next april yeah yeah, because yeah. that movie's gonna make all the money, and everybody's gonna want to go to a theater to see it, right? Like, right. granted, if I if I had the option to see that, because it was supposed to come out on my birthday this year, uh, okay. or the weekend of my birthday, uh, and it was one of the things I was gonna do that weekend. If I had the option to see that at home, I probably would. But I have a big TV, right? Like, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. I have a uh, it's not like a crazy setup, but I have a good enough setup that I feel like I can watch a. Uh, a a big movie and enjoy it. And in fact, sometimes I kind of prefer it. Like watching Rise of Skywalker on my TV was much better than watching it in the theater because I could actually see what was happening. Um, Interesting. Yeah, fair. And it's like watching Endgame. Endgame's different. Endgame had like a communal experience that was a big part of it um, that I wouldn't have wanted to miss. Um, and, and F9 is the same because F9 is going to be about like, what stupid, crazy thing are they going to do in this movie? Cause they yeah. already showed us in the trailer when he uses the chain and like swings the car oh. and it's yeah, like, this oh, it's so, so stupid, stupid and awesome. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if that's what they're showing us in the trailer, then what's, what are they holding back? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so yeah, like I, I want to see that in the theater for sure. Like that's a, that's a spectacle thing, but um yeah like like given the opportunity to see these movies in the theater i'm gonna if if i have to choose if i'm gonna pick one or the other i i am gonna pick the theater for a lot of movies for marvel movies for fast and furious movies for um for actually even a lot of animated stuff i'm gonna choose to go see it in the theater um and i think that that's how most people feel I, there's a there's a thing as somebody who studied theater for yeah. like my much of my undergraduate degree right there are still theaters that exist theater is a 2000 year old or three mm-hmm. right like it's it's been around exactly. for thousands of years and there's still people that like it right like you can be you can do vr or you can go watch theater like they're not exclusive of one another yeah. they're just like different mediums and like how you consume art and so i do i am always just very conscious of that when you're talking about like give the people what they want right yeah, yeah. Just and let he, me buy here's here's one of the things that's that's 
like the 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 alternative to the way that AMC reacted. Cineplex, which is a chain that's in Canada, it's, yeah. I think it's in Canada and Europe. Um, they don't have Cineplex in the U.S. I don't that's think like... Cineplex is in the U.S. No. Whoa. Um, so C- Cineplex used to be two different companies. Famous Players was a Canadian company, and then Cineplex Odeon, which I think right. Cineplex Odeon was in the states, but I think that right. Cineplex Odeon. Right the u.s arm of it closed um and and soon after that cineplex odeon bought famous players and so up here we have cineplex and we have landmark those are kind of the two big chains um so cineplex obviously i i hurting in the midst of all of this I because people aren't going their theaters are just shut like it's I live five minutes away from a movie theater um, and every time I drive past it it's so depressing it is the it is one of the things that upsets me the most about the 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 world that we're living in right now because I drive past it and it's just dark and vacant right right? Um, which just it kills me because I love going to the movies obviously I think you guys all know that at this point um but they, in the last few years, as streaming and digital and all of that have become way more popular and, in fact, more popular than going to the movies, um, Cineplex as a company has pivoted and started uh, uh, putting the uh, VIP experiences into their theaters where you go and it's, you know, you can get it's adults only. It's a higher ticket price. You can get alcohol. Um, and, and an actual meal. Uh, it's not a good meal, yeah. but it's an actual meal. Uh, and they bring it right to your, you just sit there and they come and they wait on you and, and then they bring it to your seat. And it's a whole, like, it's a VIP experience, right? Yeah. And, and I think that that's been pretty successful for them. And that's definitely a pivot to protect them from a changing landscape, right? Um, in the midst of, the quarantine and everybody staying home, uh, they are very heavily promoting their, their digital streaming platform, um, where you can rent videos and rent movies and whatnot, rent videos and dating myself, making myself sound old. It's like going to blockbuster. Um, and, and they've actually put out, uh, an offer now where you can get, it's like you get this bundle thing and they deliver uh, popcorn, pop, can- and candy like you would get at the movie theater. Like literally the movie theater popcorn. And uh, and you get a code for a, for a movie rental. And it's like Ooh. it's like 40 bucks or something, 40 or 50 bucks or something like that. And it's like you get a bunch of popcorn, you get a bunch of candy, you get big drinks. And it's like it's the whole movie theater experience. It's the thing that they're actually making money off of, which is the concessions. And they're using Uber Eats or, or DoorDash or something like that to deliver it to you. And that's like, I think I talked about it a, a couple of weeks ago. It's the that infinite mindset versus the finite mindset. And AMC is looking at this as finite as like, like the world that they have functioned in is falling away and they're about to lose that rather right. than looking at the infinite mindset of like the world is changing and if we want to maintain a position in in social relevance really i uh, what do we have to do like how can we innovate what can we think of because look 
I I I bought a box of Orville Redenbacher microwave popcorn, and uh, you know the Redenbacher is definitely the best that you can get uh, when it comes to microwave popcorn, but it does not come close to movie theater <laughs> popcorn, right? Like it's not yeah, even in the fair. same ballpark. Um, <laughs> so we had we watched Captain America on Saturday, and we made popcorn, and it was fine, and everybody was yeah. happy with it. But then I learned about this, and I'm like, oh man, we should get movie theater popcorn next time. Um, yeah. cause movie theater popcorn is the best popcorn that you can get. So like, I, it, it, it seems so silly and childish to make a, like to put out a press release that has to state in it that it's not a hollow or ill-conceived threat. And it's like, it's one of those, uh, the lady doth protest too much moments. Um, yeah. Of like, look, guy, if you have to say it, then it was. Uh, you 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 done goofed, bud. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? I talked a lot. You you did. I mean, you're very passionate about it. So it's. I mean, I've I've already. I feel like on the Thundercrack podcast talked many times about mm. how I I think that if the technology exists, you should meet consumers where they are. It's one of the few advantages of capitalism, right? Yeah. Is that like I get to if I can pay you for it, I should be able to do it. I this being having to wait and like the windows for like viewing and all this stuff is crazy. But also on the other side of that, that I'm dealing with a brave new world this year for film festivals and yeah. like how you think about movie like windows of um of release and and how things become like if they're exclusive and in what market and all that jazz because film festivals have to do this very sort of precarious dance where they're like okay well we'll stream it it'll only be available to like people that buy this like code and all this stuff and like it i hope that people like meet this where it's supposed to be and like understand and like for example uh like like the CSAs or like the Gemini's uh, in Canada, which is like what, like a, like the Canadian version. It's like, like the film awards basically in Canada, like, yeah. like the Academy awards, academy.ca. Um, but, uh, that like their qualifications for like short films are that you like you get awards in these certain festivals right and it's like well you have to have us you have to be told that you like got into the best of or something like that and it's like well i really hope that people like honor stuff like this over the course of the year that even though these festivals are going digital that it doesn't compromise what like at the core is like the spirit of these festivals right that it's getting it out <laughs> yeah. to an audience and all this stuff, well right? it's so, it's like, like the academy awards which like in order to be nominated for an academy award your movie has to have um had a run i think it's a two-week run in theaters seven days is it seven days seven i think okay. so yeah so it, it really over the course of two weeks though because you because you usually don't have it like okay. every single day yeah. necessarily so but it's such an arbitrary it's why the long list at the academy awards means jack garbage yeah. when it comes to uh like short films because a short film can get into the academy awards as a nominee just by like paying enough money to put your film in front of a feature or at these like short yeah. film like like screenings in la and it's such a weird arbitrary thing and i know that they're looking to like see like how stuff is qualified because that's part of the consideration now too with all these streaming platforms yeah. that if you have your awards platform just exclusive to how it works with theaters you're doing yourself a disservice because you're eliminating a lot of really like top tier talent and 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 like consumer yeah. content that is quite extraordinary it's it's and but so, the one of the funny effects of it is that like 
it like say between now and the the end of the eligibility period for the 2021 academy awards uh we don't go back to normal movie theaters don't open back up right right um then the last couple of movies that came out the la- the last two big releases were birds of prey and sonic the hedgehog <laughs> So academy, that's a, here we go. Yeah, that's it. There's a there's a world where the academy has to make a decision of like do we have to nominate these two films for best picture <laughs> or do we just not have a best picture category? And like here, here's the thing. Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't deserve to be nominated for best picture. Birds of Prey, you could make a case. Birds of Prey is a fantastic movie. You guys heard I us can't wait for it. it to I can't wait for it to come out on digital. It is. I it's out on digital. You can get it is now. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been out on digital for like a month, Amanda. Has it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. they were like, hey, I, we had oh, a yeah, pretty good opening, great. Yeah, but not yeah, the greatest. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the press tried to make it, the media tried to make it sound like it was an awful opening. But uh, I think, yeah, Warner Brothers was like, do you guys want to watch this movie? Does anybody, does anybody, is, you guys are all stuck at home. Does anybody want to see a movie that they didn't see in the theater? Cause not enough of you went um, yeah. and they released it. And then a bunch of people saw it. And there was like two weeks there where everybody was like, Hey, how come nobody told me that birds of prey was so good. And then yeah. all of us who saw it were like, we, we did. We, did. we, we, did. S- we screamed at you at the top of our <laughs> lungs. This movie is awesome. Go support it because it's an actual movie about actual women from a female perspective. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, about superheroes. I, I, yeah, watch Birds of Prey if you haven't watched Birds of Prey. Uh, such a good movie. Um, yeah, you can own it. You don't even have to just rent it. You can buy it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really look forward to the 2021 Academy Awards where Sonic the Hedgehog is nominated for an Academy Award because I love that movie. I thought they did a great job. I think they, mm-hmm. they look, I, there's a lot of movies that'll come out that'll be like shoe-ins for the Academy Awards in the way that like 1917 came out right at the end of the eligibility window and then was nominated for like everything and won for what was well, it? I think it won for things... special effects or something like that, and it's like over Endgame and Rise of Skywalker, yeah, and, and it's, it's like, nope, yeah. that's not right. That's that doesn't the, make sense. Well, but, the, the biggest thing it's already happening now, where people are saying the biggest gap is coming up in the next two months. Mm-hmm. People plan what goes into theaters because of the Cannes film market, yep. and the Cannes film market isn't happening this year, yep. and so it's going to change the landscape of worldwide cinema for the whole year there are so many films that are on the back burner and even us doing short films i was at the end of finishing up a couple short films where if we just postponed enough we could maybe qualify for next year's festival run so you gotta imagine the amount of feature films that are like why on earth would we come out this year when there's no opportunities for market collaboration and all this when you could wait a year and and get it so it's gonna be a very very interesting year in terms of like film and what gets recognized and us realizing how arbitrary recognition ceremonies are for film anyways. I, I think that that's the biggest, that. I think that'll be the biggest <laughs> takeaway is, is yeah. um, the people who do choose to take the risk and try and put their stuff out there in front of an audience without something like, like can um, or, or any of the other major festivals um, and, and end up, with a success story it's going to be like oh did we really do we really need those things because you did back in the day when it cost a lot of money 
to get reels printed and sent out and distributed across the country right right like yeah. like that there's there's a logistical um and and real world cost to physical film right yeah. but yeah. we don't live in a world of physical film anymore we live in a world of ones and o's that can be transmitted over the airwaves right like you can shoot it into outer space and shoot it back down <laughs> somewhere else and so like it's it's not a matter of like of getting physical media printed and distributed um, the old way. It's a matter of well, like uh, access to airwaves essentially. And then, um, and then eyeballs on streaming platforms. So Amazon or Netflix could very easily decide in three months, they're going to do their own film festivals and for a week, you're going to be able to access all these different things. And it's a limited run. And here's all of these different things that are part of the film festival. And here you go. Right? Yeah. And yeah. honestly, what has the potential to get you in front of the right person more? Right. A right. very insular, clicky film festival that you have to travel to another country to even participate in or yeah. something that you can do from your couch there's a reason yeah. why the academy sends out screeners before the academy yeah. awards right yeah. and it's because even the people who are in the industry don't necessarily have time to go out and see all the movies but if we're all stuck at home we're all sitting on our couches looking for something to do then here you go like like uh yeah i mean if you guys were given the opportunity to put your short in in a uh a film festival streaming on Netflix, like oh, yeah. you would do right. it in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. oh, it's yeah. not even a yeah. question, right? Like I don't even have to pose yeah. it as a question. You would do yeah. that. Um, yeah. And it's just they, a matter they, of they, whether they, or not Netflix cares enough to do that or whether or not they want to continue exactly. just promoting their, own, their own content. Yeah. And I will say that there's, there's more platforms that are probably better suited to doing that. Like, like something like South by Southwest, yep. like a big, a big name festival creating a hub like much like the Sundance Institute exists as this yeah. like full year round thing, not just the Sundance Film Festival. There yeah. are certain festivals that are better set up to start like becoming a hub for like curating festival content. Yeah. And I do think that there is a future for that. The one thing I will say is as a like, I love conventions and festivals and just the experience of sitting there and being on a of panel course. and like listening to what people have to say and like the feedback and the, and the, and the networking. This is another one of those non-binary situations just because you create an alternative yeah. in a time of crisis doesn't mean it's going to negate us going back to like physical film festivals when the opportunity presents itself if, because there yeah. is just something that is so tangible about it that yeah. doesn't exist and can't be replaced. But in the meantime, find a way to replace it and yeah. maybe people will choose that option going forward. Like, if, if the original thing has inherent value, yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Because when, yeah. because when we're like concerts, right. Yeah. When we're yeah. able to go back to live concerts, people who love live concerts are going to go to live concerts yeah. just right. because yeah. there are artists doing streaming things right now or just like putting videos on YouTube or whatever. Right. That it, that is not a threat to the idea of a live concert. It's just yeah. another way yeah. to make revenue. It's yeah, exactly. just another 
stream. And, yeah. and I think that like th- th- there's a mix of people out there, but I think that the majority of smart business people are realizing this that or, or already knew it. Like they're not realizing it as if, you know, um, we're somehow ahead of their curve. Like they know this stuff already. It's just been, I think it's really hard to, to break down established systems. Um, yeah. and human beings just love to categorize. It's one of the things that makes us as successful a species as we are. So it's why we can see in color, right? Like it's the, it's the whole reason why we can see in color is so that we can tell dangerous fruit from safe fruit. And like, that's the, like, that's the whole point. So we like putting things in buckets and that translates in a modern age to prestige, Right. It translates right. to say, well, my my short was at the Cannes Film Festival was yours. Right. Yeah. Like that's people. Human beings love that stuff. It, it We salivate over it. Um, yeah. uh, and we really love to rub it in other people's faces. So breaking away from that system is really difficult because there are people who benefit on both ends of that. There are the people who run the film festival who get the prestige off of running the film festival and being the tastemakers. Mm-hmm. And then there are the people who get chosen who are going yeah. to support that as well. Um, but, but like all things that eventually go digital, there is a great opportunity to democratize that system. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, if anybody's going to feel threatened, that's probably what they're going to feel threatened by. But at the same time, those hoity-toity individuals who want to have those titles and have those laureates on their on their uh, DVD package and whatnot, like, uh, dude, I'm I'm one of those people. I'm no, I, it's I and I like I get it, it because because like, when you're in a system that promotes it, yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It, yeah. you're in a system that promotes it look hey i want the podcast to be on the front page of itunes right i yeah. it yeah. we're never going to be but i like that's a like that's a level of prestige right like it, it yeah. it's it, it means something and you know if you're in that it means something but it doesn't change the fact that these are systems that really just right. kind of keep us pinned down to where we are and stop us from being able to do things like innovate so you know um, if, if something comes along and can break that, then, then I think people end up benefiting in the long run, but, um, I think that's enough of that. Let's take a quick yeah. break for some ads and then we're going to come back and, as I said, watch the first 47 minutes of Avengers Endgame. 47 minutes left. Cool. All right, here we go. Uh, this is the first part of our Avengers Endgame uh, uh, watch-along commentary, however you want to, whatever you want to call it. We're kind of branding it as watch-alongs because yeah. it's not really commentary because I don't think that we're really adding anything to it. We're just watching <laughs> it with you. This I'm is just what it. it would be like to be in the room with and us. And heckling. We're yeah. just heckling as we go. Uh, well, we'll heckle this a heck of a lot less than we did. That's true. Uh, uh, with Rise of Skywalker, we had I, I had I had uh, nits to pick on that one. Yes. 
The, the thing is, and I will say that people often say that the worst part about going to the movies with me is that I talk a lot, but I think that that's like the purpose of going to the movies is to like have somebody that you can like comment along with. And I do say we're pretty good about like time and place, but some of my best like times of the movies have been with you or we've just like, there's just stuff to mm-hmm. say sometimes that you just yeah. want to like say as you're watching the movie. Well, and like so- when, like when we were at Rise of Skywalker on opening night and it got to it gets to the moment at the end of the movie. Did I talk about this on the watch along? Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't think maybe you at did. the end of the movie when it. when I I Chewie sees Maz and she's like, "Hey Chewie, over here," and and I said to myself, because I thought I didn't I like the the getting the medal was like not on my radar, right? Like mm-hmm. that was such a I I personally feel like it's a weird moment, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that she was going to like give him a kiss on the cheek or something oh, right, because right. of the comment in the first one where she goes, yeah. where's my boyfriend. Right. Right. So like, I thought that's what we were going to get. And, and so I, I said to myself, but loud enough so that anybody sitting right nearby, like crystal or that. And then I think you were like a couple seats down. Uh, could hear me say, uh, now kiss him. Right. <laughs> and the the woman sitting next to me on the other side of me was like, um, excuse me, could you not talk? <laughs> I was like, OK, well, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to enjoy a Star War yeah, so soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that you talk an appropriate amount during okay, good. the appropriate kinds of movies. I, have we talked about this before? Because it'll be forever my like moment where I know that you and I are like movie watching like besties. Is that like when we went to watch Sherlock? What was it? Was it, it was the it was either, it was the first Sherlock or the second Sherlock where there was a joke that we both laughed audibly at and nobody else in the theater <laughs> was laughing at it. And I just remember us being like, "Why is nobody laughing at this joke? It was yeah. really funny." That's like it was when, like this like yeah yeah. Anyways, I don't in know. um. In Solo, uh, there's the the uh, you know the moment when they're when they're infiltrating the um, the the mine on Kessel, yeah. and she yeah. goes into the room and they lock the door and then she beats the crap out of them and then comes out and yeah. uh, and whoever I I don't know if it's the droid if it's L three or if it's somebody else is like what was that and she goes and she says it it's Terrace Kazi. Um, that is that was a joke for one person in every theater who saw that movie and i was the one guy and i like lost it like i was like are you kidding me they just referenced masters of the terrace kazi like which is an old playstation one video game that nobody played because it was awful um and everybody who did play it tried to forget it immediately unless you are me and it's like locked in there forever so like yeah it's stuff like that it it was probably a joke like that Um, For sure. There's a lot of that that happens. I can't, I can't, there's another one in a, in a, in a like pretty major movie that like I can remember being in the theater and like it happened and I laughed and like Mm -hmm. literally nobody else in the theater laughed. And I was like, (laughs) cool, I'm watching a different movie from you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we do tend to be, I think, pretty in sync on a lot of that stuff. Okay. Speaking of being in sync. Ooh. It's going to be May. It already is May. But, um, uh, good old Justin Timberlake. He was good old Justin Timberlake until I found out that his wife is an anti-vaxxer. And then I was like, mm, 
not. Like, yeah, no good. No good. No bueno. Um, vaccinate your kids. Vaccinate your pets. Vaccinate your furniture. I, I don't know. It's not like it can't hurt. I mean, I mean it can't hurt. It's not. It's, <laughs> but look, when it turns out that your furniture can get COVID-19, you're going to be glad you Ooh. gave it the vaccine. I... <laughs> Maybe don't spread misinformation <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> yes. Good idea. Uh, you so cannot, your furniture. You, your furniture cannot be cured of coronavirus. Our present understanding of science and uh, COVID-19 uh, says that your furniture cannot get the virus. Mm. Um, it can transmit it, though, because if you sneeze mm. on it and then somebody touches it. Uh, let's. In a certain amount of time watch avengers endgame uh we're watching on disney plus uh we've got it queued up to zero 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 because this is the beginning of the movie so why would you queue it to a different spot uh and we are going to hit play i'm gonna again three two one and then hit play okay okay so play is the silent zero okay i love it i can do that okay okay here we go everybody ready you guys ready at home? Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Beauty. Two, three, four, five. Are we synced? Is that what you're counting down to? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, oh, man. What a powerful way to open this movie, hey? Right. It's so yeah. good. I got to turn my subtitles on. I almost forget. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that they all already happened in the the, the Infinity War. They right? already dusted. The, yeah. They already dusted. I forgot about that. Maybe I should rewatch. Whoa, Infinity Disney War. Plus the 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 um, uh, subtitle settings let you go yeah. in and on the website at least they let you go in and change the way that the subtitles look. You can pick a font. You can pick colors. You mm-hmm. can pick the font size. You, you can outline the... F- oh, my goodness. I love you, Disney+. Plus. Whatever Whoa. designer put that in there is a beautiful human being, and I would kiss them on the mouth if it wasn't super dangerous right now. Um, now, I do have a question. In yeah. me going to check for my subtitles, because you just got me excited about it, am I at a different place than you, Like, or did it keep playing? Because it's still going. Oh, mine is kept playing. Yeah, yeah, enough practice soups on? Barton, all right, we're coming, we're hungry? That's yeah. where you're at? Yeah. Okay, good. Just checking because I got excited. Uh, so one of the things I'll note for maybe people who aren't as eagle-eyed, uh, you could see the dust of Lila drifting off in the wind when oh, it when the shot reversed. It. And when it reverses over here, um, can you see it here? Yeah, you can see it just settling just next to big, the bench. Bigly, yeah. Next to the picnic yeah. bench. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... I, I... Yeah. Man, Jeremy Renner, you can still see it settling. Oh. That's his wife and, and his sons. Right. I just, he, he did, he's so good. I quite Jeremy like, Renner's a fantastic like, actor. Yeah. He's yeah. so underrated. And, yeah. and I do like that, like, people got their day a little bit with like, everybody that was really upset that Hawkeye wasn't in yeah. the in- Infinity War. That, like, yeah. to open with him, it does make a lot of sense to give it a little bit of due. Yeah. To be like, this is why he wasn't in the first one. He's boring. God. He's at home with his family. What a different <laughs> like, experience watching this is to watching Rise of Skywalker with you. Because, like, okay. I am 
so happy right now. It's 1030 at night and we have just started. And I'm like, I'm full of energy. Like, I'm like, let's do this. Like, let's go. This music starts and I'm just like the Marvel Studios logo, all of it. I just get such visceral good vibes from it. Yeah, so good. Oh, I forgot that I could probably be watching it with a little bit of sound. Yeah, because yeah, hey, you got why headphones. Why did I do in. that? Because I got headphones in. Oh, yay! I forgot that that's how we did that previously. Um, I um, I uh, like Nebula. Uh, I didn't think so I was going to. This is this is one of the things about this movie and and Infinity War to a certain degree as well that I think are s- such great things about the movies is that like. I didn't like Nebula in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, yeah. Not that I didn't want her there, but like I didn't like her because she's a villain, right? Yeah. yeah but the way that they turn her in Infinity War and then especially in this one and her arc, I think I tweeted it a little while ago when I was watching the movie. She has one of the best arcs in the MCU. Yeah. Like oh, where definitely. she yeah. starts and where she gets to in this movie and what she goes through in this film and when she eventually at the end of the movie kills herself, the past version of herself, which is a very literal metaphor <laughs> yeah. uh, and a very cathartic moment for her. Like that it's such a different character, but it's but you believe it and you feel it. It's they did such a good job to the point that like she's actually she's actually one of my favorite characters in this movie. Um I just, I, I yeah. just love her whole turn in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. obviously, I love Tony's story. Um, yeah, but he, I, the, the thing is too, I, I have a very like soft spot for Karen Gillan as well. And yeah, when I found out that she was Nebula, I like just didn't see it. I was like, yeah. ooh, what an interesting choice. And I just love that it's like it's just like, she does such a good job. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm stoked all around the casting. I don't know if you watched Well, you probably did, but the little like documentary, the like casting the MCU or making the MCU or something like that, where it's like just talking about like how they cast all these roles. And it's just like very interesting where it's like, yeah, it could, it takes like a certain like creative skill to make like the right actors in the right roles. It really Mm -hmm. makes a difference. So, Oh, this is sad. They're all out in space. I love the way that this opening sets up are they going to kill Tony Stark in the first 15 minutes of this movie? Right. Right. Like he's, it, it, it's, it's so genius. And if you've got access to, to the, the commentary track for this movie, um, I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, listening to the Russos, uh, and, uh, uh, uh the writers, um, Oh man, what are their names? McFeely and um, oh something I, else. I couldn't, I, I couldn't answer if you paid me. I couldn't uh, tell you if you paid me. Listening money. to them talk Sorry. about it and talk about how they wrote this story, you, you can. They also do the commentary on Infinity War and listening to both of those. It's like a film school course um, in screenwriting and and uh, like blocking, staging, framing, all of nice. it. Um, they're. Nice. They're such geniuses, not just because of what they do and how they execute, but in their ability to articulate it. Um, And I think it's one of the biggest successes of the Russos is that they do have, especially Joe, has the ability to articulate what he's doing um, and what his goal is. And that as a 
as as a leader because as directors that's what yeah. essentially what you are you're the you're you're the captain of the ship the ability yeah. to give out those directives get everybody on the same page as long as you've hired the right people you're going to end up with something very close to your original vision um and hopefully better because those people will bring things that you didn't consider but the the ability to clearly communicate that is is i think one of their biggest keys to success um and listening to them talk about how this whole scene him eulogizing into the helmet at the beginning of the movie and then here we think the music is doing it and this is the same music that plays over the funeral at the end like all of it is telling us tony stark's about to die right like he is at death's door very literally and then you cue this moment where it's so subtle at first it's just Mm -hmm. changing by the most minute amount it kind of starts on his neck and then goes up his face and you see this light and uh it just so perfectly sets up the end of the movie and i think it starts to emotionally prepare you for what's coming um Although nothing can prepare me for the end of this movie. It's going to be really interesting to be doing a commentary. Because um, there hasn't been a time that I've watched this movie where it hasn't broken me at the end. Uh, so, yeah. it's uh, I, don't, it, I don't have the same reverence for Tony I know Stark, you don't. But, I am, but, like, but like, it's good. Like He's he's cool. Like um, And I am excited to rewatch Iron Man and stuff. So Yeah. But I will say something that like this movie does that's quite good. Or like the series in general is uh Gwyneth Paltrow's not one of my favorite people <laughs> yeah but uh she is okay as Pepper Potts yeah like I will give her that like I like I quite enjoy like how she does oh my god I love Chris Evans so much just Isn't like after watching Captain America as well he's just like so great and watching Captain so- America on the weekend for those for those who don't know if you're not in the in the Facebook group uh which you can get access to at patreon.com slash thunderquack um I posted that I'm doing a chronological rewatch with Crystal and Kara and Cassie tangentially because she's there for some of it. Uh, and we started with Captain America because it's the earliest story. Uh, so we just watched that this weekend. And seeing little baby Chris Evans in that movie, like little baby oh, Captain yeah. America. Yeah, he's just and I don't even just mean yeah. when he's like pre-Captain America, but like when he's Captain but America, also he's, when he's so Captain, young. He's like so young. Yeah. And it's adorable. Um Aww. This is a good moment, though. Like, I couldn't, like, I just, oh, man, I just, Captain and, and oh, it's just, oh, I yeah. love both of them so much. And, like, and with Thor and the, oh, it's just, it's all so good. I just love so much about this movie. But also, um, I like Captain America and Superman very much similarly. And I was thinking about this the other day, that, yeah. like, like, Henry Cavill and Chris Evans both have, like, a similar, like, disposition as humans as yeah. well as characters. And I just really like that, that they, like, become these sort of beacons, not only, like, in the roles that they play, but also, like, as being awesome people. So it's kind of cool. <sighs> Anyways, it's I, this the whole first half of this movie, though, is a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> a little bit until Anyways. until Scott shows up. When Scott shows I mean, up, it'll, it'll pick yeah, up a little bit. Um. Yeah, That's Christopher true. Marcus and Stephen McFeely are the writers, uh, uh, mm-hmm. along with everybody else. I love the 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 um, the long list of credits uh, under the writing credits on IMDb for this because you've got Stanley, Jack Kirby, Joe Simon, 
uh, Steve Englehart, uh, Steve Gann, uh, Bill Mantlo, Keith Griffin, Keith Giffen, sorry, Jim Starlin, who right. is a legend, uh, Larry Lieber, uh, and Don Heck. Like these are all comic book writers who created movie. characters, so they all get credit yeah. for creating the characters that are in this. Um, it's awesome. Ugh, Tony's just so angry in the beginning yeah. of this movie. Like, but it's it's like... it starts quiet. Yeah. It starts with such yeah. a quiet anger, simmering. quiet rage. Yeah. Yeah. But it it like it it really is, and it's it's. Uh, I, I I hate to do this, but I'm going to because I'm trying to find like I'm like I want to meet you where you're at with Tony Stark, and I'm actually just starting to come to a realization that I think that a part of what happens to him in this movie is that he gets grounded a little bit by Pepper. And yeah. by the life that she like helps him create and it allows him to be the hero that he becomes at the end. Right. And I always think that that's quite um, like powerful. Like yeah. when you can have these heroes that have a lot of like rage or power well, or like the ability to turn one way or another. And yeah. like they find a little bit of center in in their relationships and in who it is that they care about and what it is that they try to protect. Yeah. And I do think that a lot of that comes with like Pepper and Morgan. Right. Tony, Tony in the other films doesn't really have anything to lose, right? He, he's, he's got this debt that he feels, uh, because of his father's company and all of the, everything that's the motivation in the first movie, right? He carries that with him through everything else and he feels responsible for a lot of the negativity in the world and a lot of the war and destruction and that sort of thing. And he carries that into age of Ultron into, um, infinity war and all that. And it's not until I don't think until he has a child until Morgan is around that he starts to realize, you know, like what he's been doing was reckless that because pepper is an adult. She can, she'd be upset, but she could handle it if he died. As Iron Man, right? Right. But yeah. a a a five year old <laughs> can't process that yeah. in the same way, right? Yeah. So yeah. going yeah. into it, like he actually has something real to lose, and uh, yeah. and I think that that's the difference in this movie with his character. I also it is one of the things that I connect with in this movie, and I was I already connected with Tony Stark previously, but mm-hmm. it definitely um, uh, digs in when when you get into the the yeah. father daughter stuff um mm-hmm. it's very very hashtag relatable for me um, yeah this is just another example of like how nebula became so integral like yeah. i don't know necessarily when they cast her or when they created the character that they thought that she would be this like bro- that she would be able to be brought into like the threshold of like the avengers and like it, it i mean because of the 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 backstory of the character in the comics i think that like there's always the possibility of it but it depends on where they want to go with it right because some characters show up in one movie and then we never see them again right yeah others get these lives that uh, i don't think that you could have imagined when when they were first introduced in the mcu right and and nebula Mm -hmm. is definitely one of them yeah yeah oh i like this Captain America, Captain Marvel nod to each other. It's too good. I just like it's like this. Yeah. But also I like I forgot I forget I I really do need to rewatch the Infinity Infinity War. Um but that like this 
first half of this movie is very much a widow of the last movie. And the yeah. movie doesn't really start until, right? Oh, yeah. This they, is this is the epilogue go. for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. sure. I, everything so up until the title card is the epilogue of yeah. Infinity yeah. War. Because this yeah. is all just like Infinity War happened and then she showed up and then yeah. uh, Tony, like rescued Tony. And now they're going to go yeah. get revenge on Thanos. Yeah. I love Thor's journey in this episode too, or in this like um, movie, yeah. like that, that, that only Chris Hemsworth could really pull it off. Right. And I mean, you say that about a lot of them, right. Yeah. But like that. Oh God, that music is so good. Right. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It does have a really good, like, let's do it. it um, it's a, yeah. Alan Silvestri is a genius. Yeah. But, um, that when you're looking at, um, Oh, what was I saying? I forgot. Oh no. Anyways. Arcs? You were fun. talking about arcs? You were talking about Thor? Oh yeah. That like his willingness to sort of just go to a place that he hasn't really gone as an actor before yeah. and that it suits the character so well. Like it just it just is like it adds a little bit of levity and fun to something that also has a lot of gravitas. Like there's very serious things that he deals with, but he but the fact that they can do it in a way that is like that makes sense. By the way, I love the in-world like hyperspace stuff, like the jumps, like how jumps work and all that stuff. Yeah. It's uh, it's cool. I like it. Anyways, I'm just gonna like watch the like. Sometimes I'm just gonna drift into watching the movie. I apologize if that went. Yeah, happening. no, that's fine. Oh, that's why I watched the end of this movie because I watched Captain America mm. and then I really wanted to watch the end of this movie because I know how this movie ends and it really is just a bookend to Captain Story. Like, and that because. For you, you watch it through the Tony Stark lens, and I watch it through the Cap lens. Totally, like when I t- when I think mm-hmm. about the story. So that's why I wanted to like to like watch those both because I think that they're just such a perfect like arc to the to the film to the films. <laughs> I love that. It's so. just him, and that's enough. <laughs> so dramatic. I would totally live here. It is so peaceful. I don't know if I would eat these weird like egg those like whatever she he goes to pick that he makes it's soup just a out of. Fruit. Like, what is this? Is this is it a fruit or is it savory? Yeah. Because he makes it into a soup. So I'm very curious, like, what kind of a plant it is. Like, if it's maybe not a fruit, but a vegetable. Yeah, it looks an awful lot I, like a fruit. I know, right? It looks like a fruit. But why does he make it into a soup? That is my biggest question. I don't think he's got a lot of options. <laughs> it's I mean, not a sophisticated kitchen he's got going on there. <laughs> it's true. Maybe he's making something different than what he picked. I don't know. But it's, I feel like it would be a, it might be a. Maybe it's in there in chunks. Maybe the the broth is something else. Yeah. Is this really the most important thing we should be talking about right now? I mean, it's not, <laughs> but we can, we can now talk about how Thanos is going to get his butt kicked. Uh, but also that like how, um, how like burned up and stuff he is. And yeah. just like that you're like, that. well, this is, this is. It's it's done so well because it's so unsatisfying. Yeah. Because right. he's clear yeah. like we know as an audience immediately he's not at full power. He's limping up there. You're like yeah. they're they're picking on him. He's already yeah. lost. Yeah. yeah. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh and and the, the there's the reveal the stones gone. are gone. Yeah. Uh-oh. Where'd they go? Uh-oh. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <coughs> Sorry, I have to cough. Well, poor Thor, he just gets so upset. 
Thanos is the best kind of villain because oh, he's he just like fantastic. It's just like with with like his conviction and his like that is one of the things that just makes certain like like villains so um like scary, right? That he really there's nothing that's going to convince him mm-hmm. otherwise, right? And so that's what makes him so dangerous. It's not even necessarily like how powerful he is or or like his like anyways, I don't know. But like um, yeah, this version of oh, yeah. you are inevitable boo. Anyway, sorry. I, um if you like Thanos, I mm-hmm. I I recommend it all the time but i can't recommend enough watching the clone wars and star wars rebels because darth maul it he becomes a character very much like thanos uh, he doesn't quite have the control that thanos does because he's not very successful but so that's that moment like when he chops his head off it's so unsatisfying it's so yeah. abrupt um yeah. And yeah. his because response it's supposed, it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, like no. it's supposed to be so unsatisfying, but also that Nebula got what she wanted. Like this is so important. You've now triggered me on this talking about Nebula having one of the most important story arcs, because yeah. this is such an important thing for her that all she wanted was her father's like sort of approval. Yeah. And the fact that it really just doesn't matter in the end, like where like, he's like, Oh, like you get me daughter. And she's like, what is that worth? Right? Like, it's yeah. like, what is that worth that I've come all this way? And, Anyways. Oh, oh, yeah. It's this so slow blur, oh. like the slow Gaussian yeah. blur to yeah. to just a, that snap to black, and then so yeah. slow five years this, later, the, and that it that it scrolls in really slowly, like the five yeah. years, it's like it just so slow. Oh, it really they gives you time, time to like savor yeah. it. It's it, yeah. and then yeah, the like. Yeah. The color tone has changed. Everything is different. It's a different world. These shots are so good. We're living in this world right now, but I know that is something that I'm like really freaked out. Where yeah. I'm kind of like watching this, where you're like, oh man, it's hitting very close to home. Like this yeah. idea of like, what do you do when a world changes? And yeah. it's yeah, I don't know. Hey, is this somebody famous? Is this a cameo by somebody that <laughs> this I is know? Joe Russo? This is one okay, of the that's directors. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I. I thought so. Here's. Is Joe Russo gay? No. No. Okay. He no. Just, okay. He is married uh, and okay. has several children with his wife. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. No, he's yeah. just playing a character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just. Um, I and then, oh man, oh, who is that? I can't. It's, it's not in my brain right now. Um, that guy who asks him the question is a. Uh, yeah is the is the guy who wrote infinity war oh um, okay cool or created the character thanos i can uh let me find it's him somebody in imdb yeah. and then i'll double check my facts on that yeah hey remember that um that uh uh john favreau is in this movie even though he's yeah, a director right? i know because he's I also love an actor. that i love that um because John Favreau is John Favreau. Remember when he was on Friends as Monica's like yep. UFC fighter boyfriend? Yeah. Hey, remember that Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper are in this movie? <laughs> oh yeah. I always forget. My greatest trivia bit that I just think is so cool is that Vin Diesel did the voiceover for Groot for all of the territories, and I just think that yeah. that is so cool. In that every Vin language, Diesel yeah. Is in every language as Groot, and I just think that that is so fun. Like, what a cool, fun thing. 
that he didn't have to do, but it's just like, it means that he gets to be in every single version of this movie. And I just think that that's fun. So anyways, imagine being the kid that got to be a uh, 12 year old Scott Lang in that scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, in yeah, like two you, seconds yeah, yeah, of it, like, but you are in one of yeah. the biggest movies of all time. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is such a weird like anomaly of like human how 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 like life works in that yeah. this random rat is the reason that they can save everybody. Right. This is the because one. This, this is rat, the one in fourteen million. Rat, one in fourteen million. It's yeah. the fact that a rat walked across at this particular moment. As they and say, released Scott in the play. commentary, which I have watched multiple times, so I know this. I yeah. uh, that's the the real hero of the MCU. That is rat. the rat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without him, that's, everybody stays dead. Until we're just yeah, I wasn't. I didn't think about it until just as we're watching it now. Sorry Being for like gendering the rat. Without rat. without the yeah. rat, it's not a him. Right. It's not a. It's yeah. not a her. We don't know. It, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to take that possibility away from you. But that um. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. That's the one in 14 million. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. If it had just walked a different way across the thing, right? This is my favorite cameo in the movie. Is a. Uh, <laughs> Chang? Is his name Senior Chang? Yeah. Senior Chang. Yeah, oh man, table reads coming in a week. I'm oh. so excited that community table read. We're getting that movie. Oh, I... We're getting that movie. Right. Like, like there are so many reasons to believe that this is the darkest timeline. I totally understand that. That's totally right. understandable. That's the conclusion that you should draw at at first glance. The quarantine is the reason why we're gonna get the community movie, which means okay. that just like that rat, it's the one in 14 million. It's the one, the one in 14 million. We're in the timeline um, where we're going to get the community movie. And there's another timeline where they didn't get it. And yeah, uh, it hasn't been announced or anything yet, but I just this, like with everything that's been happening, there's no way. It's you can coming. feel it coming. Yeah, yeah. 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 They need, they need to find a way to, to like make new content that people like care about. This is one of the most interesting things about this movie too, is the fact that Scott like understands that something's happened. He's seeing the names and that he's so worried about his daughter, but yeah. that realization, there's just something so visceral about realizing that they think that he's dead. Like to realize yourself, that you are the one that is like, I just think that this is, he, he yeah. is, oh, it did get interesting when Scott came back. <laughs> now I'm just like so interested. Good. This is yeah, just a, yeah. this is a perfect 10 movie. This is, yeah. this is on my list yeah. of perfect 10s. This is one of, yeah. this is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like, like in my, my top five movies of all time. And I think mm -hmm. that this is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Uh, but this realization that he goes, Oh my so God, good. people think that I'm dead. Like, it's just, it's just such a mind trip for him, right? Like to like. Paul Rudd's oh, just, so good oh. too. He's, he's just. So, also, he's, I love Paul Rudd. He's so good. Yeah. He's sorry, such a good actor. What you're saying. <laughs> this moment, I mean, like all of this. I uh, again, this is another one that's gonna hit me hard, because uh, this moment, <laughs> it's right. it's all these fathers with their daughters. I can't avoid it. <laughs> but yeah. her name is Cassie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I would say what? it's 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 informed by Cassie's name is definitely this would be one of the things that put it in my head. Oh, that's there's but as somebody who has a father and is a daughter, like there is just something like inexplicable. Like if you have good relationships with your parents, this moment like, as like, he like because yeah. you see you like, see him realize yeah. it. Yeah, and then he's like he realizes like what he missed out on and just yeah. like, aw. 
It's so good. Aww. It's so good. He's, oh, he's so good. This is such a good. This is all one take, hey? Yeah. Aww, <laughs> that's an improv, job. by the way. That that wasn't Aww. scripted. That was a that's Aww. a Paul Rudd moment. It's such a good moment. Yeah, so good. I like it. So we get that, and then I love that we cut away, and 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 we're immediately, you know, starting to focus on this, and like, oh, Captain Marvel has a new costume and a ridiculous haircut. <laughs> I. And Captain like Marvel. and and what's going on with Black Widow's hair? I hate that. I hate that the two tone hairstyle. It really? drives me nuts. I do. Not I don't like know. It. I quite enjoy. I quite oh, like man. it. It's so, and that's the thing. It's like I'm not gonna say that it's bad because it's like different tastes. I don't particularly enjoy it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get another like that. Yeah. And. It does make me think, and you probably would be able to better speak to this. Are there a, a bunch of superheroes on other planets that are like helping out on their other planets? Sure, there are other really there are other heroes them. out in the galaxy. I mean, like that's the point yeah. of the Guardians, right? Is that like there are yeah. other heroes out there? Every right. planet's probably got like one or two, yeah. but Earth. Yeah is earth <laughs> and it's there's a reason why everything tends to happen on earth and it's because it's exactly what vision says in um uh in civil war it, like their very presence incites conflict right like it it right. it, it they have power and that power needs to be challenged and that challenge breeds conflict that's it's right. it's because there are heroes on earth earth will always be threatened but because mm. there are heroes on earth earth will always be safe right yeah, right? yeah. Oh, except yeah. that at the end of infinity war they lose so that's what makes it a great yeah. story i do like the barton um ronin story i really yeah. do like like what happens with that so well it's the reversal of the of the two characters right yeah. where natasha has this dark past and believes herself to be beyond redemption. And Clint is always the person to ground her and say, no, you're not because right. I care about you. So you right. matter. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. therefore you're worth redeeming. And then in this yeah. movie, they flip and yeah. it, it, because she's found her family and he's lost yeah. his, uh, yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. Again, this, um, I love this beautiful story. This friendship, this yeah. friendship, this sort of, Chandler Phoebe friendship that I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a Chandler Phoebe because if you go back to Winter Soldier, they don't yeah. really get along at the beginning of that movie. And that's one of yeah. the arcs in that movie is the two of them getting like, to becoming, know each yeah. other and understand why they are the way that they are um, yeah. and see each other as humans and not as, as, as actual three dimensional people and not just the sort of icons that they are right yeah the the, yeah. the stereotypes that surround them yeah yeah <laughs> <This is> good. <sighs> and yeah i he he looks still pretty young i know that you're talking about like the young little chris evans from but it's just because he's been in movies for so long yeah. man. and they've also been friends for so long because they were in what that that like sat theft movie yep together uh, perfect score Perfect yeah. score. Back before um, she was ScarJo and, and he was. Scarcity. And then, and then another. There's another one that they were in together. Um, really? Yeah, where she's the babysitter and he, she's like the living nanny, and he's the guy oh. who lives downstairs. 
I don't think I've seen that one, but I totally want to oh see that. Oh my goodness. Now. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to totally. I'm going to get the title for this so that you can watch it. I think it's on yes. Netflix even. Um, oh man. Cuz it's I a great love movie. Those kinds of rom-coms. The best. It's a good one. It's a it's a goodie. Uh, Yay. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Chris, Chris The Nanny favorite, Diaries. The Nanny Diaries. Yeah, no, I've never seen that. Ooh, I didn't know Chris Evans was in that. I love it when he plays against women in rom-coms because he's such a good like I don't know. I really enjoy What's Your Number as just like, an, it's like the, it's Anna Ferris, and I just, it's just yep. such a fun, it's such a fun movie. It's and so then, terrible. This is great. That's the reveal a, of, of, uh, Scott Lang, yeah. Of Scott Lang. Yeah. And then, is this an old message? But I just, <laughs> I'm Ant Man. I know you know that. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> but I do love that Scott is just like met them the one time in Germany and just kind of like that was what it was. Also that he's not under house arrest because he they thought he died, so that's kind of a convenient way to get out. No, no, his house arrest ended in Ant Man and Wasp. Oh, right. Yeah, I, that's I, part I, of the story totally of that movie. You need to you do need to rewatch it. Need, need to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you only yeah. watched some of these movies once? Once, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I also only watched once. What kind of a weirdo yeah. are you? I've know, seen right? every movie in the MCU no less than three times. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Is it impressive or a little bit sad? <laughs> no. Uh, yes, it's debatable. <laughs> debatable. Hmm. I'm just gonna watch this movie for a little bit. You can, yeah. You can, you can I was. Talk. I was sorry. I was trying to find a definitive list of all of the movies they've been in together, but uh, oh, it's okay. That doesn't exist. I, it was just a bunch of things about a thing that she this said. This peanut butter what. sandwich looks so good. I love this this moment. Of <laughs> is this anybody's sandwich? Is such a great line. Yeah, but also the fact that like the the sandwich itself had such a great screen time setup. Yeah. That it just makes perfect sense that he's eating it, and so it is. It. I think it is more. I don't like peanut butter. I don't eat it. So for me, it's Ooh, like. Weird. But even I understand that, like, watch it, like, the ritual of making the sandwich and yeah. the way that she very perfectly spreads it. And then it's got yeah, that yeah. great bread yeah. to peanut butter ratio and that perfect yeah. cut. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it, it yeah. makes it look better to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. I get emails from a raccoon. It is a good, it is a good like leveler moment. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't go to the Hulk first, but for reals though, like, because I mean, the, get... because the Hulk isn't a, a it's not his field. Realm. I guess. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's it's, fair. it's tangential to his field, but he's a, the Hulk is a specialist. Right. Right. Tony's a polymath. Right. Tony knows all of the science. And if he doesn't right. know it, he'll learn it. <laughs> the night before which I mean, we saw in avengers right he yeah uh, it's like when did you learn quantum physics or whatever and it was like last right. night on the way here um right. yeah yeah um it's a great introduction the suit that she makes that he makes for her is sweet by the it's way a good one like it's i i do like seeing because i forgot that pepper was in in the third one like pretty kick butt this little girl is cute. I aspire to be as good a dad as Tony Stark. He's such a good Aww. dad in these scenes. Um, mm. 
she is so much like Kara, and that's not just me like wanting to connect two things. <laughs> the personality of this kid and the way that she's characterized in this movie, like she like the personality is exactly the same as Kara. <laughs> um it's good stuff. Even even down to the 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 swearing scene. Uh, in a <laughs> it's all pretty yeah. perfect. Yeah. I love the I love the way that he just like intentionally uh, patronizes them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like guys, yeah. I, this is stuff that you don't understand because I, the only thing I understand is that it's not to be understood. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do like Scott's like earnestness, though, about yeah. stuff that he's just like such a he's he he is like the probably least intellectual of all of the folks that are like on the team. Well, hold up. Doesn't hold up. Him back at all. He's not a dumb okay. person. He's a goof, but he's a he's a very accomplished engineer, like, electrical engineer. OK, he I. Uh, he, he he fixes the Ant-Man suit at one point in one of the movies. Oh, like, right. yeah, that's very, yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. not he's not Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, or Hank Pym, but he right. is a genius. Right. Um okay. it's one of the reasons why Hank Pym chooses him. Is he's like like I like it's it, he ends up in jail because he refused to do something bad. Not right. because yeah. not yeah. because he is a bad guy, right? That's right. his whole yeah. his whole arc. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe goofy is the right word then, but like, I don't know. It just, in terms of like low, like the most relatable maybe is what I, is what I absolutely. sort of mean to sort of say in terms absolutely. of like everybody else is sort of off in these different worlds and he doesn't let the things that he knows sort of like overpower, yeah. like the like connectivity that he has to like everybody of right? the four but, people like, in even the taco, like yeah. even the taco moment, right. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. the rest of the, like, <laughs> I don't know. He just plays too. The, well. But of the four of them right now in this scene cap is probably actually the one with the least <laughs> aptitude for what they're talking well, about i mean yeah that's that's fair yeah yeah he is like just a soldier yeah that is like the most interesting thing of captain america is that like he just was a dude that like doesn't give up but he's just got this like heart that he just like he just well, like doesn't quit having just watched captain america you know mm -hmm. the the quote that doc, dr erskine says is it's you know it makes and good bad, great yeah. and bad yeah. worse right yeah he yeah. was already a good man he already had a yeah. good heart and and yeah. the the serum made him even yeah. more yeah yeah exactly you know? this is it's one seen. of the most magical things about this movie is that like that sweater yeah. sells the hulk in a way that nothing else ever could <laughs> because that sweater is so real and yet it is surreal in the fact that like it's so big he's yeah. so big yeah. yet yeah. he's wearing yeah. clothes from the gap <laughs> like, and so you good. stop and you think about it that like he obviously has to have this stuff custom made <laughs> but because he's smart hulk he's yeah. There's subtext here that he's like monetized being a superhero in some way. He's made being the Hulk profitable. Like a like a yeah, yeah. Cause he's good at it. Yeah. Um 
and he's okay. he's self-actualized right it's one of the it's one of the best yeah. parts because he's not he's not banner and he's also not the hulk he is both yeah. of them so he has the right. confidence and the impulsiveness of the hulk but the intelligence and the bashfulness of bruce yeah. banner right it's like it's this yeah. it's this amazing combination it's so good and only mark ruffalo it's it right. casting yeah. is probably one of the biggest parts of Things the success the of the mcu oh yeah oh yeah i remember it being like a thing like when uh um when like the avengers like the first avengers came out and everybody was like "Ooh, they're recasting hulk yeah Edward Norton. But then we like, all walked out of imagine? it and went, he's yeah. much better. Of course, right? Could you imagine oh, Edward God. Norton as part of this? I like... am not looking forward to the week that I have to watch The Incredible Hulk because I just want to reach into the screen and smack yeah. Ed Norton in the face. He ruined that movie's chance at being great. Because he just doesn't... Because You know the story behind that movie, right? He mm-hmm. signed on, but he only agreed to do it if he had the... Um, the ability to rewrite anything he wanted. So he took the screenplay home and he basically like rewrote half the movie. And it's one of the reasons why the movie is such a nightmare because he was like, there's not enough gravitas in this. There's not enough blow. Like he wanted it to be a real serious thinking man's movie. And it's like, no, it's, it's the incredible Hulk. It's supposed to be incredible. Let it be what it is. Is there a reason? There is probably, I'm not just thinking, it's bothered me that you don't see Pepper for so long, but I'm realizing that it probably has something to do with how many days Gwyneth Paltrow agreed to be on this movie. And that's why she's only really on. I don't know, but I'm just kind of like, it's just, it always to me was weird where I was like, am I supposed to guess who Morgan's mom is? Like, (laughs) did something terrible happen in his life that he's like, no, because in Infinity War, he says right before everything starts going to hell, that he had a dream that they had. But a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's just it's just again me just being like in terms of like how you normally set up things in in films that it would like make sense that it would be a like I don't know, just like I love I love the design of this this model, the 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 graphic, all of it, because without telling us what Mm -hmm. what just happened, we see it and the sound and we see that it connect in his reaction, it's all so clear. It's yeah, so perfect. Yeah, you clear. get you get what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are some great PJs. Yeah, she's so she's so cool. I like this, <laughs> the, the slippers. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's so cute. That's hard to <laughs> I love it. I actually am getting a lot more out of what Tony's saying by watching this with subtitles because, like, there's a lot of stuff I didn't realize how much he, he talks called fast. Pepper Pep. Yeah, like, and I didn't. I don't think he. I noticed that he called her Pep so many times in the beginning. Either, like, I don't know. It's just cool. (laughs) Uh, This is all very relatable for me. (laughs) That kids won't go to bed? Uh, Just just... all of it. Just the whole whole interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are cute. Uh Yeah. That's pretty great. Um, Yeah, I can see how... uh, a person who doesn't have kids could be like, yeah, this is all fine. This is good. It's nice. But for me, it's like, this is the heart of the movie. Oh, is it like Morgan and Tony? Yeah. yeah. It's so mm-hmm. important to it because without it, he's not going to yeah. make the decisions that he makes. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not just her. It's also Peter, right? Because Peter right, yeah, is yeah, yeah. his other kid, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he 
he took on the responsibility for Peter Parker as if he adopted him when he took him to Berlin, when he gave him that suit and he told him that what he was doing was okay. Right. And Peter paid the price for it. And it's uh, everything in homecoming, everything that he says, he vocalizes every single part of what's going on inside his head. And then Peter dies in his arms he doesn't even mm-hmm. die he turns to dust he disappears yeah. right yeah. he evaporates from the universe which is so much more final than just dying and with his stupid spidey sense too that he like feels yeah. it and oh it's just it's terrible it's a terrible terrible ordeal yeah and okay. and so yeah. like it's it is that moment that we kind of talked over you know he if not for him goofing on the washing the dishes and getting water everywhere and then grabbing the yeah. picture, the photo frame and cleaning it off and seeing this picture of Peter, uh, yeah. that's the thing that motivates him. And he says, yeah, I got like, like the, when he try. says yeah. later on, we get back what this we lost moment right now Yeah, where she says, but could you rest? Yeah but would you be able to rest yeah. like is just sorry carry on but like no. that is such a like a core point to like why like she's also okay at the end yeah. too anyways carry on for what you were saying you no were but saying that like, like that's exactly yeah. it like that part of it is that like it's peter is the thing that he can't rest everybody else yeah. it's like what yeah. happened happened but yeah. peter was his responsibility yeah and yeah. he can't live with that because right. yeah. it's selfish of him to go well i've got this kid but he he did lose another kid and if there's a chance if there's a slim possibility that they can get that back yeah then he's got he has to take that risk he's tony stark he's iron man that's what he does yeah. right um yeah. and pepper knows that yeah. and it's why she's a good partner um yeah. and tells him you know yeah. this is so good yeah. this is so good the like traveling i do captain america <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he doesn't got not, this though he doesn't you know, it just it all goes terribly wrong yeah yeah anyways. um and it's a good i love that it's all like let's play it for laughs it's goofy but it is also there's some tension here you're like are they gonna solve this or yeah. like it just keeps getting progressively worse <laughs> um I don't, this like cut the power thing. This is such a sci-fi gobbledygook moment of like, how's that going to fix it? Yeah. Yeah. I love that Hulk is just like, it's fine. Um, here we go. It is just a comical moment of killing the power and that's what happens. And then one of the best lines in the movie, (laughs) somebody feed my fans. It is so good. (laughs) He is like so so comic relief i do I... <laughs> oh, whole, no. it comes it's all so fast and like steve <laughs> just shakes his head right right oh so good it's it's good i love how much crap there is in that warehouse yeah. that it just speaks to so much truth about like having a giant warehouse of just like yeah. Of stuff. Um, are we approaching where you told us we that are. we were gonna stop watching? Yeah, this is Ooh. this is the last scene that we're gonna watch. Um Ooh. and then we're gonna and then we're gonna take our, our break. But if you're listening to the full commentary, we're just gonna keep going. I will splice these together seamlessly and you you can just keep watching the movie. But yeah. uh yeah, 
we're gonna, we're gonna stop in a second here. Um, I love the he overshoots it, and then <laughs> sheepishly rolls the car back, and <laughs> Steve's just like, ugh. It's <laughs> <laughs> so um, good. Their relationship is so good. He turned into a baby. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I don't know if any of these are like real time like theory I don't things know. that they're talking about. I do like it though when they do use like real time theory, time travel theory. So. I just love that, that what we always talk about with time travel or sci-fi or fantasy. It's like you set up your rules and then you live to those rules. And yeah. Tony coming up and like rolling. So the scene before wasn't just a goof. It's a setup for his way is going to work. And the reason why we know his way is going to work is because he just told us what happened and what went wrong. The Hulk doesn't know what went wrong. Otherwise he wouldn't have done it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But Tony does. And he just explains it to us in a, in a super simplistic, succinct way, instead (laughs) of pushing him through time, you push time through him. Right. And it's, yeah. yeah. And then we get the reconciliation between Tony and Steve right off the heels of that. And such a good moment. He's just such a huge person. Like, sorry, just looking at Chris Evans. This is the best. Like, the shield coming out, like, underneath All the, the like... stuff, yeah. I just love it. It's so good. Did the shield get broken previously? Like, does he make this again? Or nope. is this, like, this That's is just the same the shield. shield? He just took it, right? Because he just took yeah. it because he thought that it was his. I He said that shield doesn't belong to you, and right. Steve threw it down on the ground and walked away. Right, yeah. yeah. Aw. It's so his shield, though, again. Yeah, it, it does belong. By, like, it just is, ugh, it's just so good. I did like seeing, like, Howard Stark as well, too, and you just yeah. like these lovely bookends. I really do highly and recommend there we go. that people watch. That's it? That's it. That's it. We're getting That's the whole it. team together again? Yeah. We'll come back and see Tacos the next we, time we We go. start on Tacos next week. Um, yeah. Man. I could I could do the whole movie, but we're not yeah. going to. Um, it's late. <laughs> it is late. Uh, that is it for this episode of the Thunder Quack Podcast. Uh, let us know how you feel about uh, about the the split up commentary watch along, and if this works yeah. for you guys, and if you guys like Cause it, because it's sure fun for us, man. I, man, to, as like, long as we're as, that we enjoy. as long as we're doing oh, great movies God. like this, it's going to be fun. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I could talk about this movie forever. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can uh, nope, that's wrong. That's not the right show. <laughs> thank you for listening. That's correct. Uh, you can head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the thunderquack podcast network Uh, and if you like what you heard you can support us no i didn't do any of the social media stuff i'm all out of sorts you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash thunderquack podcast i think I can never, never help remember you with these, it. and I always feel so uh, On Twitter, at ThunderQuackPod. And uh, no, I think on Facebook, it's just at ThunderQuack. On Twitter, it's at ThunderQuackPod. And on Instagram, at ThunderQuackPodcast. Yes, you can also follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Aconkin, A-K-O-N-K-I-N. You can add an 86 to that for Instagram. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Um, if you like what you heard, which, as I always say, how could you not? Like, we just <laughs> talked over the first third, first 47 minutes and 53 seconds of Avengers Endgame. 
What a, what, I love that like Delightful. we decided to do this and it's like let's start at the end. <laughs> it um, yes. If you like what you heard, you can support us in three ways. First, by going to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Uh, thank you to everybody who does. It helps other people, new listeners, find the podcast um, and helps us grow the community, which is great for everyone. So uh, definitely do that. Uh, the other way is by heading to store.thunderquack.com. I can't believe I didn't open the episode with this. We have new merch. Oh, yeah. I and, saw that. And some of it is specifically MCU themed, actually. I did the Thunderquack logo in the style of the uh, the Marvel Studios logo, um, as well as the Star Wars logo. And, and the Thunderquack logo, the new Thunderquack logo, is also available in a kind of retro uh, 80s uh, Thor Ragnarok style, actually. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, and you can get that on all sorts of stuff. And, and I actually went in and I updated some of the stuff with some of the new products that are available on Redbubble. So now you can get kids clothing um, in, a, in most of the styles as well as face masks which is very timely. Yeah. I thought um, that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, so yeah, I mean, I, there's a couple of good ones that actually make pretty good, pretty good face masks. I yeah. personally think let's get dangerous. Uh, Darkwing Duck's motto on a, <laughs> oh, yeah. on a, on a pandemic face mask is a, is a, is a good look. And, <laughs> uh, and I might be ordering that one for myself. Um, so yeah, go to store.thunderquack.com and check that out. Uh, thank you to everybody who does head over there and purchase stuff. Um, last but not least, uh, you can head to patreon.com slash thunderquack and uh, kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get some cool extras like our Patreon producers, Brian Murowski and JJ Samuel. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us as Patreon producers. Uh, and thank you to everybody who supports us over on patreon.com slash thunderquack. Uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, it's it's awesome to, to have that kind of support, especially right now. And, and to see the numbers progressively actually go up over the last few months has Yay. been has been really cool um so uh, i guess we're doing something right uh look we're not the biggest podcast on the internet but we do have i think one of the best fan bases uh best best group Thank of you. listeners um and an awesome community over uh on facebook uh and uh, and and just out there on the internet in general so thank you to everybody who does support us even if it's just by listening to the podcast and interacting with us on social media, it all means a lot to us. So thank you for that. Uh, and I will say again, go and donate to some local organizations, uh, maybe a museum, maybe an aquarium, uh, maybe just uh, your local food bank or a homeless shelter because everybody could really use a little bit of extra help right now. Um, and uh, it's important. It's important to be good citizens when the world is kind of on the edge as it is at the moment. So I, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I, if you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or above, stay tuned. Cause we got a nice, it's a very long conversation after the, after the music, but uh, otherwise, thank you for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands and be kind to one another.